Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Hi everyone, welcome. This is Roland, and today I want to talk about depression. I think it needs to be talked about. I want to talk about it from a spiritual perspective. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is the danger of facelessness. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. I want to read to you a little tiny Bible verse. And here it is. It's from 1 Peter. And he said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy. He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. A living hope. So I want to talk about depression in terms of a lack of hope. Being depressed is basically a derivative or an extension, or let's call it a manifestation of faithlessness. And with faith also comes hope. They go together. And hope actually is a very necessary thing. Animals don't need hope. A bunny rabbit, a cat, a dog, they don't need hope. They live and enjoy their existence without needing to have hope. But a human being has to have hope. We got to have some kind of hope. And when we don't have any hope, then what? Well, it's not good. So a depression is basically a lack of hope. And it also signifies having fallen from a higher way of living to a lower one, from a higher state of mind to a lower state of mind. Basically, having fallen from a heavenly state of mind to a hypnotic state of mind, from a calm state of mind to an emotional state of mind, from a carefree and blithe way of living like you had when you were a little tiny child to a reactive state of mind. So what happens is, look, when you are close to God, let's put it that way, when you're close to God, and that's the way we're supposed to be, we are supposed to live close to God and be close to Him and feel close to Him. That's the natural state of the human being. But what has happened is that it started when you were a child People messed it up. They got to you. They caused you to react and to become upset and to become nervous and to be filled with doubt. And they did it by teasing you, taunting you, challenging you, tormenting you, rejecting you, putting you down, never being satisfied with what you... You see what I mean? And so they thereby caused you to fall away from your natural, free, unencumbered, 
state of being that you had once upon a time when you were a little child. And you fell to a lower state of mind wherein you were separated from your heavenly father. Now, he was still there, but there was a separation. And as you grew older, the things that the joy, the natural hope and spontaneity and the love for people and the love of principle and the wanting to do something of value in the world, to have a purpose, those things began to fade. You still were aware that they existed, but they faded, 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 as you fell into this lower state of mind. Now, this lower state of mind is the state in which things on the outside, people on the outside, affect you. And so instead of being affected by God, now you're affected by them and affected by what is in them. See, what is wrong with people that they would tease you and challenge you and pressure you and goad you and try to motivate you and try to manipulate you and try to get over on you and try to seduce you and try to get you to do something and trick you? What's wrong with people that they would do that? Something got into them. See, it was done to them, and when it happened to them, it got into them and it operated through them. So you have to see now that people around you are fallen. They also lost. What you lost, they have lost. And they're very clever at hiding it. And they seem so sure of themselves and see, they survive by your falling. They survive by pressuring others to fall and making others doubt themselves. They can have confidence in themselves when you falter. They can have confidence in themselves when you fail and when you need them and their reassurances and their services. They have confidence in themselves when they keep you off balance and prevent you from seeing them the way they are. See? Well, that's the game that's played, but unfortunately, you've probably started to do that too. And you fool other people and you keep them off balance in one way or another. But let's get back to hope now. So hope is the antidote to depression. Hope. But hope springs from faith. Let's take a little break. You can listen to past programs on our website, SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net, or SheddingShackles.us. Simply go to the homepage and then click on Listen. But hope springs from faith. And what is faith but Abiding in this state, this state which you can find, this heavenly state, and being in that state, abiding in that state, because it keeps out the negative. See, when you see when you fall from that 
negate, and you become subject to negativity. You become subject to the outside by way of emotions, and you try to struggle, and you resent what happens, but the resentment is another fall. Now, I want you to understand that on the outside, you have people saying positive things, and people saying nice things, and so on and so forth. But for the most part, it's just a compensation. And for a while, you can try to place your belief and your trust in the nice words and the nice slogans and the nice verses and in some nice person. And you think that person is the one that will make me happy or can and all that kind of stuff. So for a while, you can have a temporary hope in that. And they give you things to do, things to study. They give you goals. And then you follow those goals, and those things keep you buoyed up. But do you understand that they're only temporary? They're only placebos. They're only compensations for the loss of that heavenly state of mind. Now, can you see then that the negativity, look, this negativity that we fall into, where does that negativity come from? Do you want to be negative? No. Did you think up those negative things? No. Where does it come from? It somehow is able to get inside when you have fallen from that higher state. So all I'm trying to say is that hope returns as soon as you retouch that heavenly state. And the negative things flee from you. They don't all flee immediately, but they start to flee. And you can watch them. When you are in this heavenly state of mind, you can watch the negative things. And yeah, they'll still try to get to you, but now you know the secret. Just watch them. Don't fall into them. Don't struggle with them. Don't give way to them. Don't believe them. Don't disbelieve them. Just keep your distance and watch them until they go away. And if they come back and just watch them until they go away again. The secret is to find this heavenly state. Now, where did I get the term heavenly state? I get it from the most beautiful translation of the Koboris Manuscript. The Koboris Manuscript is an Aramaic New Testament that was found, written in Aramaic. And so... Christ talks about a heavenly state of being. Blessed are they, he lists all the different things, and he says theirs is a heavenly estate or a heavenly state. So the whole purpose of my programs is to awaken you and to introduce you to a very simple little way of refining that heavenly state. The only thing is you have to want to. You have to be willing to face the truth. And you want to know the purpose for your existence. And then that's all you need to qualify. Then you can refine the heavenly state. And it closes the door on the negativity. All right, let's take a call from the listener call-in line. Greg from San Leandro. Where did the Catholic kids praying to their sins to the priest? 
God bless and have a nice day. Very good. Well, so confessing one's sins to priests. Well, the idea comes from the Bible where Christ said to his disciples, whose sins you will forgive, they are forgiven, and whose sins you will retain, they are retained, something like that. And so that's the idea. But Christ also said, call no man father. Remember that? So, all right, what am I going to say about that? Well, first of all, confession is good for the soul. Yeah, when we're sorry, we're sorry to God. David understood that, did he? He said, against thee and thee only have I said. So he understood that. So you're really confessing your sins to God. But sometimes it's good, it is good, to to get it out there. It's good to confess our sins. So that's all I have to say about that. Now, me, if I have a sin to confess, I become aware of it. I'm made aware of it by, by conscience. And if I have any tears or any sadness, then it's before conscience. So I'm not going to knock anything. I'm not a Catholic. I'm not an expert, but I just wanted to answer your questions because I like those questions. I have a soft spot in my heart for the Catholics. I wasn't a Catholic when I was a kid, but I wasn't doing very good. I was hanging around with a bad crowd, and my parents sent me to Catholic high school because they knew I would get some discipline there. We wore uniforms. The priests were tough. And so, yeah, I went to Catholic high school, and it did me good. So I have a soft spot in my heart for the Catholics. There's a lot of really nice Catholics, and some of the great saints are Catholics, you know. Roland would love to hear from listeners. Let him know how much you enjoy listening to Shedding Shackles. Send him an email today to roland at sheddingshackles.com. You can also send him a letter or donation through the mail to Roland Trujillo, spelled T-R-U-J-I-L-L-O, 1556 Fitzgerald Drive, number 217, in Pinole, California, zip code 94564. Again, Roland Trujillo, 1556 Fitzgerald Drive, suite number 217, Pinole, California, 94564. And if you'd like to just leave him an encouraging message, his listener comment line is 510-455-8851. Again, 510-455-8851. And let him know how much you enjoy listening to Shedding Shackles. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Now, today I want to talk about awareness because awareness is the key to life. You either have awareness or you don't. And if you have awareness, then you need more awareness, more awareness. Who was the most aware person who ever lived? It was Christ. He was totally aware. And for that reason, he didn't get lost in things. See, what pulls you away from awareness is when you get lost in things. You get lost in food, 
lost in feelings, lost in thoughts. And then, of course, lost in problems and lost in issues. And but the main place we get lost is in our thoughts. Now, I'll give you an example. If somebody comes along and they start to tell a story and you get lost in listening to their story, you're hypnotized. If you're sitting in a movie theater and there's a scene and you, your heart starts beating when there's danger to the hero of the movie or your heart starts beating faster when there's a, a fast car chase or you start crying when something is happening to the heroine or the hero of the movie, you are hypnotized. When you start to eat and you lose awareness, you're hypnotized. When you get involved in something, so much involved that you lose track of everything else, and you're so much involved in a phone conversation, your child comes up and asks you a question and you don't even hear him asking you, or you drive right past the exit on the freeway because you were so lost in thought, you're hypnotized. If anything irritates you, any little irritation means that it has pulled you, it has gotten into you, and has pulled you away from being aware. To be aware is to not be irritated, to not be excited, to not get pulled into things. Sure, you hear, you hear things, you see things, but you don't get lost in them. You see the difference? People come up with some kind of an argument. It goes in one ear and out the other. You don't get pulled into arguments. If you don't get pulled into the argument, then you won't get upset. You won't get angry. You won't get irritated. You won't get involved. You won't give them your money. How many of you have fallen for a sob story? Somebody came with a sob story and you gave them money. Later on, you found out that they were asking everybody else for money and they took your money and they didn't use it for a good purpose and so on and so forth. So you have to learn not to get pulled into things. And when you're not pulled into things, you don't get lost and then you have more time. Now, most of your time is frittered away, dreaming about this, surfing the internet there, checking your text messages here, listening to this music or watching that ball game or, or listening to this gossip or sitting there daydreaming about what you did or what you want to do. Your time is totally frittered away. If you were more aware, you would naturally have more time to be aware. And what would you be aware of? You would become aware of the important things in life. And you would become aware of your creator. Yeah, not where you're thinking about him like, you know, when you're in church or something like that. But you are just aware that there's a mighty hand fashioning the universe. And you become aware that, that he is there. And you become aware of yourself as having a purpose for existence, and you want to know that purpose. And when you are pulled into things, they operate through you. They take you away from your purpose in life, even the smallest irritation. So you have to learn not to be irritated, not to become nervous, not to become excited, not to get pulled into things. And then you are more aware, and then you can live your own life. Instead of reacting, you act. You see the difference? In other words, you're not 
reacting to what somebody did, but you are moving in your own time and space. And then pretty soon you'll find that people are reacting to you. It all happens naturally. You can't try to make it happen. If you try to make it happen, it's just another goal. And goals also make you hypnotized. Whenever you have a goal, then you focus on the goal and that focus is part of the hypnosis. So I want you to see that. So how do you become more aware? Well, listen to somebody like me, for example, but then you need to carry the awareness out in, into the world. And the way you do that is you can use the, the little meditation that I've made. I have a little, I think it's an eight minute meditation. You can get it at the website for free, or you can call the list or call in number and then push one of the buttons there and you get it for free. The number is 510-455-8851. 510-455-8851. You can listen to the meditation there or go to the website and practice the meditation three times a day, first thing in the morning, noon and evening. And then you'll be able to take that awareness out in the world. All it does is it helps you to get out of your thoughts, to calm down and get centered. It's so simple. You become aware of your hands. And as you go through the day, you are aware of your hands delicately in the background. Sometimes you just notice your hands and they tingle a little bit when you notice them. And from time to time, when you have a quiet moment, you go sit quietly somewhere when you're not working or anything, you're on a break. You can sit in a chair, close your eyes, look at the little pixels of light on the inside of your eyelids. Just as if you were looking out through the middle of your forehead, you see a delicate glow of light. You watch that light, and at the same time, you notice your hands. You pay attention to your hands gently, and that will center you and get ready to go out in the world. This is Jeremiah Trujillo. There are several reasons why people attend church on a regular basis. One of them is to feel closer to God. However, I personally have not attended church for many months. When I was younger, I did attend church services because I was the accompanist for a homeschool choir that went there to give a musical performance. Some people go to church in order to have a stronger social support network. I think that attending church does have benefits, but it cannot replace having the right principles and having an attitude of gratitude towards others, especially in your own family relationships. So now, I think I've said enough for this little little program that I'm making this morning. I want you to be aware of the Lister call-in line, where you can ask a question, or where you can listen to the meditation, and also of our website, SheddingShackles.com. All of our previous programs are there. And you can also listen to Shedding Shackles radio program on your phone. There's a number to call, and you can listen to the program on your iPhone anytime, anywhere. And just go to the website, you'll see it. So this is Roland. I've been around for a long time. And 
my purpose is to try to help you to live your own life instead of just reacting all the time. Now you're so reactive, then what happens is you see yourself reacting and you get upset. And the upset is just an extension of that reaction. Do you see what I mean? And you blame other people. Yeah, sure, people come with stuff. Yeah, sure, people can be difficult. Yeah, sure, people do bad things and wrong things and so on. And people are not always honest and so forth. But just don't resent them. See, when you resent, that's another reaction. When you get angry at them, that's another reaction. When you get irritated, it's another reaction. So don't try to control your reactions. See, I mean, don't struggle with them because when you struggle with them, it's just more of an extension of what happened to you. What you want to do is start all over. Start afresh. You can start every moment afresh. Every moment of your life, you can come into existence anew and you approach every moment with fresh eyes so that as things come along, people and situations, you notice them without a preconceived notion, a preconceived judgment, a preconceived idea, without any kind of emotion, and you just watch and then you act appropriately. Christ said, unless a person is born again, they cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So yeah, born again, and you can also be born again every moment. You, Every moment is a new moment to be met fresh with awareness, with understanding, with love. All of those come to you from God who is ever present. So when you're not lost in things, you are in the present. You're not in the emotions. You're not in your thoughts. You're not reacting to what people have said or done. And you are aware of your creator. It's very beautiful. You're aware that he exists. You're aware that he has light and understanding. And when you are not lost in all of these things, then you can partake of a little bit of that as a gift. He gives you a little understanding. And where before you would have gotten upset, now you remain calm. Where before you would have resented someone, now you don't resent them. Where before someone something would have pulled you into it, now you just stand there and watch it and you don't get pulled in. It's a gift from God. He gives you the power to see clearly, to discern, to move and have your being and you become a child of God instead of a child of the culture that you live in, instead of a child of the system, instead of a child of something dark, you become a child of God. All right, I'm going to stop right now and uh, hope you enjoyed today's little talk. Listen in whenever you can to me. It would, it would do you good. And be sure to get the little meditation at the website sheddingshackles.com Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. 
please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.